time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie filling in for the vacationing WB, that's right, our fearless leader, taking a little time off, but he'll be back next week to bring you another brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. But in the meantime, in between time, I'm in the captain's chair this week. And yet again, I will be delivering to you this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. We have another uh, jam-packed episode of Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just go to one of those respective sites, go to the search, type in Southern Race Week, boom, there we are. And while you're there, we really appreciate it if you could subscribe to the podcast. So that's why every time a new podcast is available for you on Monday, you will get a notification to let you know that it's up and ready. So if you want to listen to this week's episode or any of our previous week's editions of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, just head on over once again to iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, and that's where you will find the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But real quickly, before we get on and get going into this week's program. I want to thank Greg Walter, the general manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway, and all the terrific staff that was on hand for the Roval Race Weekend. I had the opportunity to head on out to Charlotte, take in the Roval Weekend, and some of you missed out on it. You can go to the Southern Race Week Radio Facebook page, where we did some Facebook Live. We walked up and down the garage, uh, up and down Pitt Road. We got some great video of what was going on there at Roval Weekend. So if you missed out and you want to see it up close and personal, once again, head on over to the Facebook page for Southern Race Week. That is facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. You can check out some of the great videos and pictures that I posted uh, from Charlotte Motor Speedway. So once again, thanks to uh, Greg Walter and his great staff there at Charlotte for such an amazing weekend. And I got to tell you, if you've never been to Charlotte Motor Speedway, whether for the 600, the Roval Weekend, or anything like that, I would strongly suggest you make a trip, head on out there. All the uh, race teams are predominantly there in the uh, Charlotte Concord, North Carolina area. So you can go to a race, take a tour of one of the shops. Uh, it's so much fun and so much to do there uh, in Charlotte as well. So uh, once again, my recommendation is uh, make your time and uh, make a trip out to Charlotte and enjoy everything going on there, including especially uh, the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame. So I had a great time out there. Uh, just so thanks once again to Greg Walter and his great staff there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And what an exciting Roval Race weekend it was. I got to tell you, uh, more and more as I get to watch this Roval Race, I fall in love with it so much more. It's so exciting, close, banging, beating, and action going on there. So uh, just an exciting weekend there as we are in the middle of the NASCAR playoffs. We now are dropping down to eight. That's right, eight drivers. We eliminated four drivers this past weekend at the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway, or I mean last weekend, excuse me, last weekend at Charlotte, and now we're into the round of eight, which is Texas Motor Speedway, and then we'll go to Kansas, and then the next cutoff race in Martinsville. So very exciting here over the next uh, few weeks of action in NASCAR as we get set to crown a, a, ch a cup champion uh, coming up in just about for four weeks at uh, Phoenix. So a very exciting and to uh, break down everything that's going on in the NASCAR playoff situation, we're going to be speaking momentarily with Doug Turnbull of uh, the Performance Racing Network. He'll break down everything that's going on here in the round of eight in the NASCAR playoffs. 
And then following that, we'll be speaking with the one, the only, Lenny Batiki, the host of PRN of the track, as we'll get the latest in short track news and information from the one and only, Lenny Patiki, And then also, this is going to be very, very uh, special, Brittany Zamora. She made some history this past weekend at the Nashville Fairgrounds Super Speedway as the first female to ever win at that facility. So very excited to have Brittany Zamora uh, joining us on the program as well. So yet again, another jam-packed episode coming up for you this week of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast hey this is ryan truex and you're listening to southern race week radio hello and welcome back to this week's edition of southern race week radio for you along the far-flung southern race week radio network it's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of southern race week radio along with the southern race week radio podcast which is available for you every monday on iHeartRadio, itunes spotify and soundcloud so we, re- we really appreciate all you loyal radio listeners along with the podcast listeners as well as we continue with this week's edition with another special guest joining us here via the Food Depot phone line as we head on over and welcome from the Performance Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Doug Turmo. What's up, man? There is no way I can out, outdo that, okay? There is no way I can outdo <laughs> or live up to what you just threw down right there, buddy. Uh, first, first off, man, great seeing you and your friend Tim up there in Charlotte. And I know you guys had a great time, and it was certainly good catching up with you and seeing uh, two chock pool days of racing and, and one particularly dramatic one as the cap on Sunday. Indeed, a little bit of a little bumping and banging and banging there near the end as uh, – Our very own Chase Elliott here from the Atlanta area, Dawsonville, Georgia, able to advance himself into the next round. Unfortunately, Kevin Harvick looking like he was trying to maybe end uh, Chase's chances of getting into the playoffs. But unfortunately there, uh, Chase was able to finish with a 12th place finish. And after looking at his car, which was pretty much completely destroyed, I mean, for most of the race, his uh, back bumper was pretty much just hanging on for uh, dear life there. Very exciting round of eight. Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin. Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, and Brad Keselowski, the final eight drivers, battling out for the uh, championship here. And looking at these final eights, any names jump out at you that you weren't expecting to uh, be there or names that you thought might be there that are not in there? Well, let's point this out. The same four drivers that entered the Roval below the cut line are the ones that left the Roval that way. For Kevin Harvick, for William Byron, Alex Bowman, and Christopher Bell, there were points in that race where Harvick and Byron certainly looked like they were going to advance. Byron did everything he needed to do to get into position of this Rudy Fugel-led team to win the race, and that we can get into why that didn't happen in a moment. Kevin Harvick, pretty much because uh, revenge, so to speak, versus Chase Elliott for their scrapes at Bristol, Harvick waited to pay Chase back at a time when it would hurt, as Mark Garrow and I were talking about before the race, as that's when Harvick would exact his revenge. And that move at one minute seemed like, Alfred, that it was going to help Harvick get in the playoffs. And another moment when he saw that nine car closing in and while Harvick got mired back in traffic and was really, as Kyle Busch said, driving over his head and driving on top of people, they go into turn number one. And with that nine car closing in and him, I'm sure, hearing on his radio that Chase was coming and Chase had vowed to wreck him back, Harvick choked. So his revenge helped take him out of the playoffs, although, Alfred, I'm not sure that his performance in that race in the number four car would have gotten him there anyway. Now, I know there's a big controversy, a little bit of a back and forth between Chase and uh, Kevin. 
Uh, I know bit. Nat. I know Nat. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. I, I know NASCAR doesn't want them to be involved because, especially now with Chase in the playoffs, Kevin not in the playoffs, and I'm sure Harvey's going to try everything he can to maybe uh, you know continue his revenge on a Chase Elliott here. Well, uh, what what have you it, heard, or, or what do you think NASCAR will do to handle this situation? Look, before we get governing bodies involved, certainly they have to be even now, right? He he punched Chase, and then he got out Harvicked, all right, without Chase ever laying a bumper to him. They've got, I mean, if he has the savvy that he has shown, and he has shown a lot of bad sides, too, with some, some things he's done in his career, sure, arguably, but if he has the savvy that he has, the savvy that's kept him in a race car and kept him in near championship form into his mid-40s, the savvy that runs Kevin Harvick Incorporated's management team, which manages the sponsors that keep that number four team as the alpha dog at Stuart Haas Racing, he's not going to do what Matt Kenseth did to Joey Logano in 2015 and go clean Chase Elliott out. Will he cut Chase a break? Probably not. Will they race each other hard? Probably so. If he goes and tries to use his car as a shovel or a mallet, there is no way that Kevin Harvick ends up on the right end of that, both in the eyes of the court of public opinion or in the eyes of the court of Steve O'Donnell. Okay, so that's, I mean, that's, if he has savvy, he keeps it there and tries really hard to win a race this year. And I'm sure as far as Chase Elliott is concerned, he certainly doesn't think he owes Harvick anything now. Harvick did it to himself. And Bubba Wallace, who won it, Talladega, which has uh, been just a huge, huge win, not only for for him, but also for that 23-11 team. Uh, what are your thoughts on Bubba's accomplishment there at Talladega and uh, winning that race? I know a lot of people say it was rain-shortened and it wasn't the complete full race, right. but still, a, a win is a win. So what what are your thoughts there as you had some time to kind of digest that? And uh, and also with, you know, 23-11 and, and adding, uh, you know, Kurt Busch to the team next year, uh, how come, how is that for momentum as they get set for uh, next season? Well, that first off, that team is no slouch. Uh, Bubba did everything he, I mean, to deserve that win. Yes, it would have been more fun to see that race play out toward the end, uh, toward a, a finish that everybody knew for sure was coming. So, but it's not a cheap win for for people. I mean, I understand why people would say that this wasn't Chris Busher winning Pocono in the fog in 2016. This wasn't Justin Haley just pretty much but doing a pit sequence and staying out while others pitted and then the rain opens up. I mean, that was big and a big win for Justin Haley at Daytona in 2019. This was Bubba. I mean, and I went back and watched the replay. They knew the rain was coming. They knew one more rain shower probably pushes them out of the window to race in daylight, and they knew it was past halfway. They were racing their guts out. All of them were. And if this were a track that Bubba had never done well on, and he just cycled into the lead like at the Roval or something where he's not very good, and he would admit that, that'd be one thing. But Bubba won the race. Is this win as big as, as him going out and leading 75 laps or 150 laps and winning Bristol or something? No. I mean, yeah, that, those, those all have their different attributes. But Bubba has proven to be a good super speedway racer, and I think with a little more time there with 2311 getting its feet under him, he could certainly be a contender to win multiple races per year and be in the playoff conversation. This win came at the wrong time for Bubba to make the playoffs because we're in the playoffs, but he certainly got that uh, that chip off of his shoulder, and now it's time to go prove it again and again. Well, we get down here to the final three races before the uh, finals in Phoenix, and um, Denny Hamlin was a driver for most of the season. The people were wondering what's going on with Denny, his team. They haven't been winning, and now all of a sudden they get into the playoffs. Yeah. They've gotten themselves some wins. I mean, he has really turned it on here in the playoffs. And 
What do you think has has give has gotten under his uh, belly there to to get him up into this point right now? Yeah, one word: playoffs. I mean, I uh, look. They, there's no doubt that they underperformed. They had a shockingly low number of playoff points. They didn't lead very many laps. They didn't win any stages, and they certainly didn't win any races before going out there and saying hallelujah and uh, <laughs> and went in to open the playoffs. I believe it was Darlington, right? That was the opening round. So as they they now won was three races. They've been in contention for other ones. He ran better than he's ever run at the Roble, getting a, a solid top five, top six finish there and was using pitch strategy to lead laps at the end. I really think the Gibbs cars are sneaky good. And uh, and, and the championship is going to go through Hendrick and Gibbs. And I think it's a toss-up. I don't think Hendrick has the edge. Now, look, this is just sports talk and analysis. And, yeah, this guy's saying that. I absolutely think that the five and the nine teams at Hendrick Motorsports have speed, but I think the 11 and the 19 and maybe even the 18 at Joe Gibbs are sneaky good. And as Martin Truex Jr., who barely advanced in this round, said, hey, give, give me a race where I have to win and make it Martinsville. <laughs> and, he all, and, and we know Truex can shred at Martinsville, and so could Brad Keselowski, so could Joey Logano, so could Denny Hamlin, so could Chase Elliott. This is going to be one heck of a round. I don't know what to expect, Alfred, out of the Kansas and the Texas races of the 550 package. It's a real finicky package, depending on the track temperature, how well they can race each other. But whatever, however they shake things up, throw them at Martinsville, and you saw what Chase Elliott did last year. All right, I'm going to put uh, you in the prediction mode here, uh, Mr. Turnbull. Uh, yeah. well, who do you think is going to be the Final Four when we get to Phoenix? It's, I mean, look, you can barely separate them with a paper, all right? I mean, you can barely – I've got to think if Denny Hamlin – and, again, anything can happen. Kyle Larson almost didn't advance in this round at one point with his issues that he had at the Robo with the battery, right? There was a point he was below the cut line. Anything could happen. But I think that based on speed and based on just acumen, Denny Hamlin – and, again, anything can happen. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson – I think Chase Elliott, I think they've got the speed to do it. If they don't get cleaned out or if they don't triple themselves, the nine team is in for uh, for the Phoenix race and the last one. So then I've left all these guys out. I don't think it's Kyle yet. I don't think Kyle makes it. I think Ryan Blaney out of the Penske garage has just had the speed. So it's if we're shaking it up and putting three organizations in four spots, two Hendricks, Larson and Elliott, one Gibbs, Hamlin, one Penske, Blaney. All right, so it will be an exciting, as you mentioned, next three races with uh, Texas, Kansas, and then Martinsville will be the elimination race before we get to the Final Four in Phoenix. Now, Mr. Turnbull, if our listeners want to keep up with you on social media, follow you as you continue to update everyone on NASCAR News and everything going on there. Uh, where can they go to follow you? And also, you got your podcast as well, so uh, where can they get uh, all that information? Yeah, for sure. So uh, on Twitter is where I do probably t- talk the most about racing, so at Doug Turnbull, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, too. Uh, similar names at uh, the five to go racing podcast. And, and I, and I like that yours exists too. It's where Dan Elliott and I and Eric Von Hessler from uh, 95.5 WSB here in Atlanta, where we just take a deep dive on usually about five racing topics every week and just, and just have it out <laughs> in any good way. So that's the five to go racing podcast. And this week, by the way, Dan Elliott explains why the Harvick Elliott rivalry was not the biggest story in Charlotte. And it shouldn't overshadow 
some other storylines. So be sure to check that out, along with checking out the whole Southern Race Week catalog, too. I know you guys do good stuff. That's right. GoPRN.com is the website, and it's also available there as well. Mr. Turnbull, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, my friend. Uh, Good luck to you, and we'll talk to you again down the road. It's an honor to be on with you, Alfred. Great seeing you in Charlotte. Hey, everyone. It's Jeb Burton, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the, the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And it's time now to focus not on the big tracks or the big stars, but the up-and-comers, the new names, some of the drivers you might see in the future driving in the truck series, Xfinity, or in the Cup Series as we love to take a look at the grassroots of racing. And one of the gentlemen that brings us the latest information and news from the world of the short track, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome home, welcome in the host of PRN at the track, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Lenny! Thanks a bunch, Alfie. We need to have you do that uh, when I'm about to come on at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the uh, first (laughs) race next year or something. Oh, yeah. I would be honored to do that, sir. Hell, I'd be honored to do that just walking around and when you're at the gas station or... uh, or at the grocery store, I'd be more than happy to do that for you, my friend. <laughs> well, I, I would be honored as well to have you do it. We'll have to get with our friends at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I know they're excited to have the fans, uh, you know, coming back next year for a couple of big races, and can't wait to be down there in the Peach State to uh, be a part of it. Uh, looking forward to it, and also looking to uh, looking forward to the new track there. They're going to be unveiling the, as they like to say, the next generation of racing taking place at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and tickets are available. So get on the, on get on top of those March. And July is when the Cup Series will be returning to Atlanta Motor Speedway. But uh, not only do you work for Charlotte Motor Speedway and keep up with what's going on there, but you are also the man in charge of what goes on in the short track world for the uh, Performance Racing Network. As I mentioned in the Open, you host a uh, podcast, PRN at the Track, and is also available on many of the PRN stations along the uh, United States of America. So when we need the latest in info and news from the world of short track, we come to you, Mr. Batiki. So... Let's uh, let's do it. So bring us up to date on some of the names and winners of uh, some of the best races in the short track world here recently, sir. Well, and they were they were in all corners of Georgia. Uh, start out with Hartwell. You talk about a young name uh, that's one of those ones that's on the rise. I, I hadn't met him yet, but uh, uh, when you're named Northwest, his first <laughs> name is North, his last name is West, and he's won a bunch <laughs> this year at Hartwell. And uh, they're going to have their big pause for the cause charity race at the end of the month. And I sure hope folks will at least go by Hartwell Speedway's uh, Facebook page and check this out. It's it's something that they've put a long time into. I think this is their 10th, 11th year, something like that. And, um, you know, get out and see Northwest. Larry Timms won uh, his class that night at Hartwell. Boyd Speedway had uh, Chickamauga's Booger Brooks take a win and then brooks won last night in tennessee at 411 motor speedway so uh dale mcdowell recovering in chickamauga and the victory's going over to uh booger booger brooks and ronnie johnson won at boyd's over the weekend the dirt track hall of famer but i think really everybody was excited about having superman at dixie and rome over the weekend double up and really re-show that uh a georgia driver uh, had had what it takes to uh, get to the big-time victory lane like he has so many times winning those championships. Jonathan Davenport winning. They did crown uh, Tim McCready or Will this weekend at their final. He's already got the, enough points. He just shows up, waves, and 
uh, is the Lucas Oil Series champion. But really cool racing weekend uh, and Georgia last weekend. And this weekend, uh, you've got Oglethorpe running their big showdown, the showdown at Savannah, final time, 24th year running. Uh, this thing is, is a race to go to because, you know, Oglethorpe, it's goodbye time. They're, they're done with after this year, and this uh, showdown at Savannah at Oglethorpe Speedway this weekend is going to be a really special race to be at. Speaking with Lenny Baticki here as we give us the latest information here on uh, Short Track News here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Of course, you can check out his podcast, PRN at the Track, which covers the Southeast as well as the Midwest. So if you want to check out his podcast, go to uh, goprn.com. Uh, click on the show page there, and you can scroll down and check out the uh, the podcast, which is available every week here on uh, on the Performance Racing Network. Also heard on many of the Performance Racing Network stations around the country. So, uh, Mr. Batiki, we got a lot going on in the world of short track, and and one of the uh, tracks I'm really uh, I love because I was down in Charlotte over the weekend for the Roval Race. Is of course the the dirt track you guys have over there. Um, you guys do so many great events, and I think you had the American Flat Track. Uh, series there at the the Charlotte Dirt Track while we were there over the weekend. Uh, tell us a little bit about for the maybe the listeners who are not familiar with the, uh, the 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 Charlotte Short Track. Tell us a little bit about the history and and how that uh, venue came to be what it is today. Well, in the uh, the mid nineties, uh, you know the uh, management at Charlotte Motor Speedway could see the world of dirt track racing continuing to evolve and wanted to get in on it. And their their first big races were called the Colossal, and they're going to have that come back. Uh, next year in May, but uh, the track has evolved. It's a big four tenths of a mile uh, dirt track. Uh, the you know just incredible amenities, kind of like uh, over across the street at Charlotte Motor Speedway. In the next couple of weeks, on the thirtieth uh, of the month, we're going to be hosting the World Short Track Championship with divisions all kinds from all across the southeast. Some really you know hardcore grassroots racers will be there, and then. It, we go big time with the World of Outlaws, World the NGK NTK. Got to remember my alphabet. NGK NTK <laughs> World of Outlaws World Finals, uh, November fourth through the sixth. It has the uh, World of Outlaws Late Model Division, the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars, and the we get the one time of the year we really get to see the uh, Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds, those center steer, wild, super high horsepower um, race cars, and uh, that'll be neat to see. And it's always a party that uh, just, you know, for three, four days that is amazing. So hopefully fans will come up and see us at the dirt track. Yeah, it's amazing. Greg Walter likes to call it, and you guys have kind of called the area around there America's home for racing because you do have Charlotte Motor Speedway, you got the dirt track, and then also Z-Max Raceway, which you guys do the NHRA series. So all types of racing locally right there in Concord, uh, North Carolina. So really exciting. You can go to Charlotte Motor Speedway. Dot com to check out all the activities, everything that Lenny mentioned that will be going on at the short track. All that will be there as well, as well as getting your tickets for uh, the race weekends at uh, NHRA, Charlotte there, and and NASCAR and everything that goes on. So, uh, uh, Mr. Batik, before we let you go, if our listeners want to keep up with you and, and keep up with what's going on with your program, PRN at the track, uh, where can they go to get the latest information and updates, sir? They can hear our shows at GoPRN.com, and please give us a follow on Twitter. We'll keep you updated with all the grassroots information we can find. We share it, and we want everybody to uh, get out and support their tracks. Sonoya races this weekend. Oglethorpe races this weekend. Hartwell with a big pause for the cause next weekend. Georgia, support those grassroots tracks. Get out and see them. 
Hey, this is Mike Bagley of Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You, my friends, are listening to Southern Race Week. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. Continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here into the program. Joining us live via the Food Depot Zoom line from an undisclosed location somewhere in the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in driver Brittany Zamora. Hi there. Miss Zamora, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, coming off a big high from this past weekend. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week. Of course. Thanks for having me. Well, you made history this past weekend. You were the first ever female driver to win a premier division class at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. I saw the tweet and I was like, I have to get her on the program because this is very exciting for you to make such history at such a premier track. When you think of Nashville Fairgrounds Super Speedway, so much history has been done at that track. It's been open for many, many decades and for you to be the first female to win at that venue, what was going through your mind as you were going through that last lap heading towards the checkered flag? Uh, just the main thing I was telling myself is just don't mess up, don't mess up. Because at that point, it was all on me, right? So uh, we had one lap to go, and I just had to finish that, and we were good. I, did, I actually didn't know how close that Michael House was behind me, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. Um, but he was right there on my bumper. But I actually didn't know I was the first female to ever win there until I got out of the car in victory lane. So uh, just to top that off um, on top of my win was pretty cool to hear. Now, to be able to do this, it takes a lot of support, family, sponsors, for you to be able to do this week in and week out. I want to give you an opportunity to to recognize those people who have been there for you to help you out because this isn't a sport that's just by you. you got people around you. Who are some of those people that really kind of helped you out in in getting this monstrous, incredible win for you? Yeah, my family is huge. They're really big supporters of me and what I'm doing out here with my racing. But as far as sponsors go, I got to thank Rackley War, Rackley Roofing, the Davis Group. Autolite was huge in getting this race secured for me this past weekend, so I couldn't have done it without them. And also uh, my pet awareness program, Pit Road Pals, also helped us get on track this past weekend. Now, you're a young lady doing a sport that's dominated by men, but the women have really come along lately. I, I, you know, I have a lot of people who have been on this up. JoJo Wilkinson, who's a friend of the show, has been on here, and she's been making a lot of noise in the, in the ARCA series. And for a lot of younger women, probably a generation ago, there were no lady or female drivers to really look up to. Now, this generation, I really feel, have a lot of great female representation when it comes to racing. Do you feel like that is the case when you go to tracks and you see little girls out there coming to maybe get your autograph or come talk to you and, and, and get information of how to be how to get to do what you do? Yeah, I think that's really cool. When I was growing up um, in the racing world, I didn't really have the this many females to look up to, you know, right? There's about one or two, but there's definitely a lot more now, which is cool to see the growth in the sport. Um, but just, I I know I'm the first one to win on the five eights at Nashville, but I definitely don't think I'll be the only and definitely won't be the last. So really excited to see um, how our presence grows in sports and continue to beat those boys. Speaking with uh, short track driver, Brittany Samora here on Southern Race Week Radio. And, you know, um, 
I don't know much about you. I did a little bit of research to learn a little bit about you before we did this interview. But for our listeners out there who might not know about you, how did you get into racing? What what, what really got the for you the the as a lot of people say the bug that bit you to to do this? Uh, yeah, I'm a second generation driver, so I grew up at the racetrack. Went to the racetrack when I was four days old and got in a go go kart at four years old. So I've been doing it for 18 years. Um, you know, it was a family thing, and that's what we all did together. And after watching it for a few years, I was like, you know what? I want to try that. So got in it, had a lot of fun, and was pretty successful uh, my first few times out. So that's kind of when we decided that, you know, we we're gonna, really going to take this first spin and see what we can do with it. Now, obviously, as you said, your dad is a driver, so that kind of bonded you guys. But for your mother, you know, I, I'm sure for mothers, they don't expect their girls to want to go into such a, a sport as racing. So for your mom, what, did it take a lot of convincing for her to – to kind of feel comfortable in letting you do this? Or was there a little bit of a, a struggle there for her to understand why you wanted to go this route? Yeah, she was always 100% supportive of it. Um, even today, she's my biggest supporter. So having her there this past weekend for my win was really special to me. But definitely over the past 18 years, she's been all in on it. Now, what's the future hold for you? What What are your goals? What are your desires? Is this something do you want to continue to do as you get older or, or or what's the plan for you? I definitely want to race for as long as I can. Just making a career out of racing is the goal for me. So um, as far as moving forward, I'd be happy making a career out of late model racing. If that's what I get to go do every Saturday night and call it my job, then I'd be the happiest person on this planet. But um, anything really, I'd race anything. The Cup Series would be great to make it that far into the sport, but I'd be happy any level. Now, you are in a sport that's dominated by men. Let's We're not going to kid around and joke ourselves here, although I'm sure you probably race with multiple women in the races, but it's a male-dominated sport. Do you find it hard for you to get respect from the men out there driving, or do you feel at this point that you've gained their respect from what you've done on the track? Um, I would say, like, my first couple years in stock cars, it was hard, you know, introducing myself into this side of motorsports. Um, from go-karts the first few years were challenging just trying to make a name for myself and proving that I'm I'm another driver right I'm not just the girl out on track I'm another driver and I'm here for the same reasons that any of the other drivers are here for so um, but now in my career I'm everybody's pretty respectful of it I've never had any serious issues with that on the late model side of things. So it's really nice coming to new tracks like Nashville and not having to worry about that. I can just worry about what's going on with the car, put my helmet on and go out on track and do my thing. Well, Brittany, it's been amazing to talk to you. And for our listeners out there who might want to keep up with you on social media, maybe keep a track of what's going on with your schedule, your career for the rest of the season, where can they go to get information to keep up with what, the, what races you have coming up and maybe follow you on social media as well? Right. I have um, a presence on all social media platforms. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. I'll definitely keep updated with my racing schedule and uh, what my next moves will be. Well, Brittany, we really appreciate your time joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. We really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, good luck to you for the rest of the season. And uh, I'm sure big things will happen to you down the road. So hopefully you can 
be a part of our program, and we'll catch up with you later on and keep up a, a progress with how you're doing. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Hey, this is Brandon Hutchison, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie filling in for the vacationing. WB, but he'll be back in the captain's chair next week to bring you another brand new episode of Southern Race Week Radio. And if you'd like to go back and listen to this week's edition, or maybe any of our previous week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, you can always check out the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So feel free to go over there, check out this week's episode or any of our previous week's episodes. We'd really appreciate it. You also subscribe to the podcast so that way when a new podcast is available for you every monday you'll get a notification to let you know that it's up and ready for you to listen to and don't forget about checking us out on social media our facebook page is at facebook.com slash southern race week and also follow us on twitter at srw radio you can also follow our fearless leader at wb radio network and yours truly at alfie underscore 19 and also you can send me an email anytime if you're a local driver or someone looking to get some exposure here on Southern Race Week Radio, we'd love to hear from you. So send me an email at srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. But once again, thanks to our great guests this week, Doug Turnbull of the Performance Racing Network. Also, Lenny Patiki, the host up here on the track, bringing us up to date on the local uh, news going on in the short track world. And also short track driver Brittany Samora. Uh, for Genesis this week here on Southern Race Week. And also next week on the program, for sure, we'll be speaking with Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox. He'll talk to us a little bit about the next-gen car that will be making its debut next year in the NASCAR Cup Series. Well, that's going to do it for us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Appreciate you tuning in. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.